Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 21 of Revelation chapter 21, and we're going to be reading verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And uh, again, we're going to focus in on just two of the eight sins that are listed, and we already discussed fearful, and uh, in this study we're going to take a look at the word abominable. And uh, we should note that uh, as it concludes, it, this verse concludes, that all who are doing such things have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And we've looked at that language um, before, especially in chapter 20 and even in chapter 19 of Revelation, where God uh, speaks of Judgment Day spiritually as the pouring out of the fire and brimstone. And, and so the wrath of God has begun and... We've talked about it many times. Judgment Day began on May 21, 2011. And spiritual fire and brimstone at that point and throughout um, this prolonged period of Judgment Day has been falling on the unsaved inhabitants of the earth. And therefore, anyone who is fearful or unbelieving, abominable, a murderer, a whoremonger, etc., is currently experiencing their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death. Now the second death is not completed as yet because God's wrath is not yet finished and we also know from the Bible that on the very last day of this prolonged period of judgment day which we expect there's a likelihood it will be October 7th, 2015, God would then destroy the world and destroy all the sinners that are fearful and unbelieving and abominable and so forth with a complete and utter destruction that we identify as annihilation. And and that will be the completion of the second death. And they will be dead forevermore. They, they will cease to exist and be no more, according to the language of the Bible. And it, it is not the child of God, and a child of God may do any one of the sins mentioned here. A believer could be fearful in a sinful way, that is, not fearing God. That's not sinful, but fearing reproach or reviling or or whatever or a believer could um, have a moment of unbelief or any 
one of these particular sins. And yet their sins are paid for. Their sins are forgiven and, and God doesn't see those sins. So he doesn't consider them fearful or unbelieving or any of these things because they're not, um, held in his view. They're, the sins that they committed have already been paid for. Therefore they've been washed and cleansed and he sees them no more. Well, let's just look at this word abominable. And again, I wanted to look at this word because it's actually a fairly common word in the Bible. Abominable or abomination. And the Greek word that is found here in this verse is Strong's number 948. And it's um, only found two times in the New Testament here where it's translated as abominable and once more in Romans chapter 2 in verse 22 Romans 2 22 says thou that sayest a man shall not commit adultery dost thou commit adultery thou that abhorrest idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? And the word abhorrest, it's a translation of the same Greek word that's translated as abominable in Revelation 21.8. And and so basically it's saying, thou that considers idols abominable, dost thou commit sacrilege? That is, do you do the same thing in, in uh, worshiping an idol? Well, uh, there's a related word, Strong's number 947, that's also translated as abominable in Titus chapter 1, and we'll read verses 15 and 16. And, and this uh, particular Greek word, 947, in Strong's concordance, is only found in this place. Titus 1.15 says, Unto the pure... All things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. And again, we can see that it's not a good thing at all, to be abominable. And when we look at this word carefully uh, in the New Testament, we find it's related to the word abomination that is used a couple of times. And the uh, the Greek word abomination is uh, another different Greek word. Um, I think it's 946. I didn't make a note of that. But it, it's a, a related word, but still different. In Matthew 24, God uses this word in uh, verse 15. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. 
Now, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to look at this word because uh, we've we've mentioned this verse uh, numerous times over the last several years. The reason to get out of the church is right here. The abomination of desolation is in the holy place in the corporate churches and congregations of the world. And we know it's referring to Satan. He is the abomination of desolation. And at the end of the church age, May 21, 1988, God loosed Satan and he entered into the church and took his seat as the man of sin, according to 2 Thessalonians 2, which is the same thing as saying that he's the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place where he should not be. And yet, he was there. And it was one of the big concerns and why God um, opened up the Bible's command to come out of the church because the holy place had been defiled through the presence of Satan now ruling in the congregations. And, and, and so God's people were commanded for their own good and benefit Come out and and go to the mountains. Flee to God Himself to the Word of God. But what what exactly is this abomination, or why does God use this word? And when we do look carefully at the Bible, and as we see this word used in the New Testament, we're assisted by. The reference here in Matthew 24, 15, um, quoting from the book of Daniel. And we do find in the book of Daniel that, um, that God uses the same English word, abomination, a couple of times. And for instance, in Daniel 11, it says in verse 31, And arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength. Notice that word pollute. And shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. And such as do wickedly against the covenant uh, shall he corrupt by flatteries, and so forth. And then also in chapter 12 of Daniel, it says in verse 11, and from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. And the the taking away of the daily is a reference to the removal of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came out of the midst, it was a simultaneous transaction, the abomination of desolation was set up in the church in its place. God's spirit left, Satan's spirit entered in, and he became the ruler over the congregations. But now we have an Old Testament word that is translated abomination that the New Testament quotes from, and and so we have an equivalency that this word in the Old Testament is the same word, or or we can understand it to mean 
the same thing. And when we come back to the Old Testament, we find this word is Strong's number 8251 in the Hebrew. And it's found, um, well, many places, but let's turn to Deuteronomy 29 to start with. Deuteronomy chapter 29, beginning in verse 16. For ye know how we have dwelt in the land of Egypt, and how we came through the nations which he passed by. And ye have seen their abominations, and their idols, wood and stone, silver and gold, which were among them. Lest there should be among you man or woman or family or tribe, whose heart turneth away this day from Jehovah our God, to go and serve the gods of these nations." lest there should be among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood. And here God is linking together the idols of the nations and abomination. And we're going to see that that is a common linkage in the Old Testament. Normally where we find this word abomination we're going to find idols or high places or false gods right along with it. For instance, in 1 Kings, in 1 Kings chapter 11, it says, beginning in verse 4, For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not perfect with Jehovah his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of Jehovah, and went not fully after Jehovah, as did David his father. Then did Solomon build a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burnt incense and sacrificed unto their gods. Here the word abomination is used three times in connection with the false gods of other nations. And and Solomon did a grievous sin when he uh, uh, built these high places and he was involved in the abomination of these false gods. And uh, so it, it was not a light thing at all that Solomon did. It was a terrible, terrible sin that he was involved with because these were... Uh, places for all to see. Uh, he gave occasion to the enemies of God to blaspheme. And uh, for those that were involved in abominations to have a place where they could go and, and worship contrary to the, what the Bible says. Now, let's uh, also look in Second Chronicles chapter 15. Second Chronicles 15 and verse 8, it says in that verse, And when Asa heard these words, 
and the prophecy of Oded the prophet. He took courage and put away the abominable idols out of all the land of Judah and Benjamin and out of the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim and renewed the altar of Jehovah that was before the porch of Jehovah. So this king, Asa, was doing good. And and he put away the abominable idols. And uh, th- that's um, what a good king would do, we find in the Bible, as other kings also did the same thing. Not many of them, but a few did. And they put away the abominations. And, and God was well pleased with that when a king would, uh, remove the high places or, or put away these idols. We also read in Jeremiah chapter 7 and verse 30, it says, For the children of Judah have done evil in my sight, saith Jehovah. They have set their abominations in the house which is called by my name to pollute it. Now, we've mentioned before about high places in the Bible and how God likens high places, the Old Testament actual physical high place, these high places, the um, Old Testament record of them are a type and a figure of the doctrines that the New Testament church developed out of their own minds and placed in their confessions and creeds and and they worship them. They taught for commandments the doctrines of men rather than the doctrines of God. And that's the sin of the church throughout the church age And God put up with it for centuries. But then at the time of the end, he came to visit to see if it was altogether as he had heard. And it was. And then he brought judgment upon the house of God. As it says here again in Jeremiah 7.30, They have set their abominations in the house, which is called by my name, to pollute it. And so that's why judgment begins at the house of God. God sees the abomination. And therefore, since their sin is setting up abominations in his house, these high places, the judgment or the punishment of God is to loose Satan, who will be the essence of the abomination. And he will be established in the entire corporate church as a form of punishment. In other words, they're, they're getting exactly what they have desired over their entire history. Except this, this is far more terrible. Further on in the book of Jeremiah, we read in Jeremiah chapter 32 and beginning in verse 32. It says, Because of all the evil of the children of Israel and of the children of Judah, which they have done to provoke me to anger, they, their kings, their princes, their priests, and their prophets, and the men of Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and they have turned unto me the back, 
and not the face, though I taught them, rising up early and teaching them. Yet they have not hearkened to receive instruction, but they set their abominations in the house, which is called by my name, to defile it. And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire unto Molech, which I commanded them not, neither came it into my mind, that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. And again we see it is consistent, continuous evil that Judah was involved in all through its history. And it is what the New Testament church has been involved in all through its history also concerning its erroneous doctrines and gospels that the church has devised and and God condemns it. And they are abomination to him. Now the word, the Hebrew word abomination is also translated as detestable thing in Ezekiel chapter 5 and verse 11. Wherefore, as I live, saith the Lord Jehovah, surely, because thou hast defiled my sanctuary with all thy detestable things, or with all thy abominations. And, and the reason it's translated as detestable things is because there's another word in the same verse translated abomination. And they didn't want to repeat themselves. And so it says, With all thy detestable things and with all thine abominations, therefore will I also diminish thee, neither shall mine eye spare, neither will I have any pity. That is, no more mercy. That's the judgment of God. When he comes to visit for these things, he removes the daily, the light of the gospel, the Holy Spirit is gone, no more pity. No more mercy is possible. And and that's the reason salvation came to an end within the church May 21 in 1988 through May 21, 2011, the entire 23 years in which the abomination of desolation, because there is no more water of the gospel to save, in which it was set up, there was no pity shown by God to anyone within the churches of the world. Let's also go to Ezekiel 11 and Read from verse 18. Again, it's translated as detestable things in this passage. In Ezekiel 11:18, And they shall come thither, and they shall take away all the detestable things thereof, and all the abominations thereof from thence. And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh, and will give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep mine ordinances and do them. They shall be my people, and I will be their God. But as for them whose heart walketh after the heart of their detestable things and their abominations, I will recompense their way upon their own heads, saith the Lord Jehovah. So there are those God delivers from their abominations, their detestable things, and those whose heart continues going after them, they follow the idol, they follow the false doctrine, the false gospel, 
which is a, a hateful, detestable thing in God's sight, and God will punish them. And this is the reason why we find here in Revelation 21, 8, the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable, the individual that goes after idols, idols of stone, idols of wood, decked with gold and silver, idols um, like a Buddha, yes, or idols like uh, um, a statue of Mary, or a picture of Jesus, or idols that people develop out of their own minds, doctrines, and and uh, teachings like accepting Christ or believing that baptism can save you or whatever it may be, these are all abominations in the sight of God and those that walk after them become abominable. And, of course, there's no salvation in it and they are on the outside of the holy city They're outside of the kingdom of heaven and they will experience their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.